Welcome back to season two of the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced running physiotherapist, coach, and marathoner. This season will involve open discussions with my running colleagues about the key principles behind injury-free running and optimal performance. It'll be backed by personal experience, science, and history. I can only hope some of these chats inspire curiosity and expand or confirm perspectives and beliefs amongst the running community. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. brief interlude from the show guys before I get back to it if you have any running injuries or running questions training indecisions and you want to book an online or in-person physiotherapy appointment with myself Dane Verway go to www.runculture.org while there you can also find a link to my online strength and conditioning community where you'll join an exclusive members only Facebook group and gain access to over 220 minute running specific mobility Pilates or strengthening routines Anyway, enough from me, let's get back to the show. I'm back to episode five of season two of the Run Culture podcast. My name is Dane Verway, and today I chat to Caden Shields again, great physio and marathon runner from New Zealand and good friend. He's just had... Um, his first baby as have I um so welcome Fletcher to the world and Riley um this chat is just before that happens and today we talk about why do we run so as runners everyone's got a different why and a different reason and everyone's values are a little bit different as to why they run and I think this is such an important question to ask yourself as a runner because sometimes we lose a bit of sight of why we run and we just get stuck into our routine. We get known as a runner. Our identity becomes very attached and tied to being a runner. And suddenly we don't know why we're running. We're just running every day because that's what we do. It's a habit. I think sometimes it's good to step back, reflect and honestly, deeply, introspectively ask yourself, why do you run? What's the importance of running to you and what meaning does it have to you? This can change over the years and as it has with Caden and myself, you'll see that today as we reflect on why we run and how that's changed over the years. We've both run for 20 odd years and we talk about why we got into it and why we still do it now today. Is it the friendships that you've formed? Is it the sense of belonging you get um, as you run with your mates? Is it the mental gains and benefits, the clarity you get from going for a run, the stress relief, the physical and health benefits from getting fitter, losing weight, feeling fitter, improving your cardiovascular health, 
and the long-term effects of that is it the improved self-esteem and confidence one gets from chasing a goal and getting better at sport is it the chase is it the process of getting fitter and faster is it the toil of chasing a goal or the life lessons learned does running just make you a better person anyway they're just some of the whys that i can come up with it's important to know your why because this will mean that you're more likely to make decisions about your running in the long term that are aligned with your values and you're better equipped at making sure that your values are met as you keep going forward it's easy to lose sight of this as Caden and I allude to anyway I hope you enjoy this chat and I hope it's meaningful and I hope it helps you understand why you run and it helps you also with decisions you make about training and injury going forward. Without further ado, here's my chat with Caden. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, I was just wanting to talk about... Um, yeah, why people run today. Yeah. So I think it's a pretty important question uh, because like often we don't actually think why we run. We just get into a habit of running and then we it becomes part of our, our identity and then everyone knows us as the runner guy or and then we self-identify as a runner and um, our routines become pretty hardwired. Like we do a long run on a Sunday Tuesdays and Thursdays, we might do sessions and that just becomes what we do. And we get such get into such a habit, like it's such a hardwired habit that we forget why we're running sometimes. And and I think this sometimes gets people into a bit of a spot of bother when it comes to the decision-making of having some rest when they're injured or sore or, or they need some rest because they're flat or burnt out or tired. Um, so like I wanted to ask you, Caden, why do you run? And I want to go over why I run. And, and it often changes um, throughout the years of your running and it often changes from week to week. Um, but yeah, what are, what are some of the reasons why you run, Caden? Mm, that's a good question. Um, yeah, from a young age, I, I started running pretty early. I'd run... My earliest memories of going for runs was when I was probably nine or ten, and I initially started because I wanted to be a bit of a rugby. <laughs> yeah. Mum just suggested that I start running up the hill that we live next to at home where I grew up, and so I started doing that. And then also I got third in the area that I grew up in was called Grand Island, so I it's a suburb in Dunedin, so I got third in the Greater Green Island Cross Country without any training. Um, and so I remember thinking, oh, well, if I train, I might win it. So the following year, I must have been about 11 or 12 at the time, 11, I think. And I started running about three kilometers a day and ended up winning the following year. So that was quite positive reinforcement for training. And then I just remember thinking how good I felt running. Um, it gave me, it just made me feel good. And if I didn't run, I felt, didn't feel as good. Um, 
And then when I went to intermediate, my running talent was spotted by a teacher. And at the moment, at that stage, I was still quite focused on rugby. I was playing rugby a couple of times a week. And I used to practice my goal kicking pretty regularly most days. Um, that's why I've got FAI now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and he sort of encouraged me to keep running. And he used to take me running after school on a Tuesday. I can't remember. I think it was a Monday or a Wednesday. He used to take us running after school. And so he encouraged me to get into running. And then when I went to high school, I was still quite interested in rugby, but I ended up winning the school 1500 and 3K. And then the school sort of said to me, oh, well, look, you're quite good at this running. We'll take you to national secondary schools. And so that was just like, well, okay, this is pretty cool. And so rugby, that's when I stopped playing rugby and running became my focus. Um, so I, I was good at it and I got a lot of sense of achievement out of it. And it gave me quite a bit of freedom. I grew up in a house with four sisters. <laughs> um, so I think it was a way for me to get some fresh air. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I was lucky enough to meet a, a really good coach when I was year nine, well, my first year of high school, um, Richard Barker, who then again further nurtured my running. So he he really supported it, um, taught me all about Lydiard and um, training principles. And I just really loved running and running became my whole life. Um, you know, it kept structure to my week. Uh, it gave me discipline. Um, it gave me a pathway as well. So I saw a future. Um, certainly the sense of achievement and belonging. And um, it, it allowed me to stay on the straight and narrow and I didn't get distracted by things that a lot of teenage boys get distracted by just because I had running was my purpose and you know, I didn't want to be going out to parties on a Saturday night because I had to do a long run on a Sunday. And I didn't want to be tired on the long run. And with that, my academics spread. So the discipline from running gave me discipline in academics. Um, and I just always saw a greater... Like, I always look forward to the future. Like, oh, well, if I work hard now, then, you know, I'll have to be something good for me in the future. And, um, and that sort of... You know, running has brought a lot of great things to my life. It brought me education, it's brought me friendships, it's um, brought me travel, um, career, and yes, yeah, certainly a sense of community. So, yeah, it's, it's provided so much wealth to my life that, you know, I always think I'll always run 100k a week as long as I can. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's so similar. Like, yeah, my pathway has been so similar to that. Like it, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, started off, yeah, just ran because I went okay at it at school and, and then that felt good going okay. And, and then um, I thought, oh, I better train more to get better at it. And then um, I guess training with a group of kids down my way, like that fostered that social aspect and, you know, got a sense of community and some friends from it. And that felt like, um, yeah, just my group of friends. Um, mm. And I really liked what you said, how you just sort of started to really become a student of the sport. Like you started to love reading about it, like Lydiard stuff. And and that's sort of definitely how I, I started to become as well. I started to read a bit more about it, but also that how it feeded into life and taught good lessons and um, dedication and 
um, and how working hard consistently over time and being persistent um, um, sort of feeds into um, a lot of things in life and, and often um, teaches teaches good resilience. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good things that um, running can teach. Did you ever find and are there ever times where you feel like that passion for running can there's that danger of it going from harmonious to obsessive? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know if I've ever been obsessive about running. Like, I know some other people might have a different view on that, but um, I don't think I've ever. There's been only been a couple of times where I probably trained too hard um, when I was in my late teens, but I always had other stuff going on. Yep. I never would have made a professional runner because I couldn't manage just running alone um i need something else as well other than running like running for me is about performance but also it's just about getting out and being in nature and seeing friends and like i like the solitude of running at times particularly when i'm quite busy and the mental clarity it brings so like those things are really worthwhile, but then also know that it, it can easily tilt the other way where, you know, if you're running too much, you're tired all the time and your social interactions are poor and your quality of work's poor and, like, you know, the brain really starts to struggle to function if, if you're doing too much. So, I mean, certainly I have, have probably, you've definitely pushed it too hard at times, but I've still never been, I've never been someone that, um, you know, run double my mileage or anything like that in a week. Yep. Um, or done, you know, un, un, unhealthy habits with it. Yeah, that's good. Like, because I wanted to raise that because I think that's where what I wanted a lot of people to get from this episode was how it's great to have running, um, you know, as part of your life because it can teach you a lot of good things, especially when you've got. A really healthy relationship with it but then sometimes that relationship can sort of border on obsessive and um and that's when what what i mean by that is when the activity so running controls the person and so um the importance that you place on running is just so big um you you keep running despite um being in pain or despite being fatigued um despite those negative consequences so you know, running's not necessarily the best thing to do at that point. Um, you're so rigid that you're just unable to stop. Um, and um, you run even even when it's um, uh, com- causing conflict in, in other aspects of your life and yet you're out of whack and out of balance. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think, um, yeah, I, I think that's when... Uh, yeah, knowing why you run is really important because sometimes, like, suddenly if running's controlling you, then you want to you want to know you know want to know that's a healthy healthy um, relationship that you've got with running, um, so that you can pull back if you need to. Um, yeah, and just see you just see that here and there. It's so much easier to see as a third person um, here and there when you're treating treating runners. Um, 
uh, it's hard to see in yourself. Um, uh, yeah, what would you say about all that? Yeah, I think well, there's going to be points in time where I've definitely pushed it too hard. Like, there was a time in the States when I made the NCAA Cross Country Champs in 2009 as an individual. That whole season was actually quite tumultuous. Like, I'd trained pretty hard, trained pretty well, like, quite sensibly during the summer. I'd stayed in Indiana for the summer instead of going home and um, trained quite well. And then once the season started, I was I showed up to training one day and I had a bit of a cold. So I said to my coach, oh, I don't think I should do the session today because um, I'm feeling a bit unwell. And he was like, oh, Caden, I wake up every morning with a headache because I have to go to work. <laughs> um, and so I was like, all right, if that's the way you're going to sort of go about it, I'll do the session. And like that was kind of the big-headed sort of young 20-year-old self who also didn't have a great way of standing up for myself. So I just sort of went and ran the session quite hard. And then, whereas I should have just said, oh, I don't really, you know, care what you think. I'm not putting myself through that. Um, I ended up quite unwell and was unwell for a month where, you know, I had like significant bronchitis and um, I had chest infection and I was still running like 100 miles a week through that. So I'd, it was in the middle of, um, well, I was, you know, starting cold get pretty cold in Indiana at that time and I remember going for a run and, uh, one morning in the snow and I sort of coughed until I vomited um, when I got out of bed and then I went for a run and vomited while I was out running and then got back to the dormitory and um, went to a class and that was like my normal day for a good month and I was still you know running probably 90 miles a week and three sessions or two sessions a week I raced a couple of races unwell and it sort of took one of the we had a post-grad student running with us at the time and he was like we were out in the long run and he was like Caden like you're really really unwell you need to see a doctor and so I went and finally saw a doctor and they prescribed me some antibiotics and, and that came right but there was certainly a time where I think I could have killed myself actually yeah um and there was you know me not having the courage to sort of stand up for myself but then too there's a massive power imbalance in a lot of those um sort of coaching situations so i you know the fear of sort of losing a scholarship or something like that drove me to push my body to some pretty insane um levels of discomfort and um and so i think like that's definitely a point in time where running lost its you know focus was the outcome or you know trying to win races or you know, unfortunately enough, I still made the NCAA champs that year. I somehow managed to recover from it. But, um, you know, that took, I didn't really recover from that for a long time just because of how deep I had to go to to um, get through that period of time. And, yeah, I think that's where probably the performance side of it got so heavily focused on that I lost track side of actually, you know, I should have taken some time off and let my body heal and, you know, running sort of, these days, I'd just you know, have a few days off and recover from the illness or, you know, so sort of the balance had gone now. And, I, you know, that was that was more the environment I was in and, and my maturity levels at the time. Yeah. You, you see that a lot in, like, high-level sport. Um, like, like, even just, like, my brief sort of experiences with um, 
some elite runners um, at altitude camps and they're all talking about cortisone injections um, so that they can get right in the next two weeks for their major race um, that they have to do so that they keep their um, funding for next year. Um, so suddenly like money and, and um, outcomes are driving the decisions they make rather than their views of their long-term health um, and um, their actual love of the sport, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it shows how like your running wire can get a little bit, um, uh, yeah, jumbled up a little bit for a, for a period of time um, mm. and, and lost, um, uh, yeah, it's, and then, yeah, I, I really like how you mentioned that idea of, yeah, out, outcomes and I think we can sometimes get too caught up in, you know, needing to do do a particular race or, or running um, a particular time um, and we lose sight of why we actually like running in the first place and, um, uh, and um, yeah, the, the deep sort of values of what we place on, on running. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's good that you brought that one up. <laughs> yeah yeah i've made a mistake a few times but um that was a particularly yeah particular one it, it took me a while to find my why again after after that when performance was everything and then i kept running because i enjoyed running i could have easily left the sport after that but um it was just because i enjoyed getting out for a run every day i lost, sort of lost the drive after that to compete for a couple of years I'm yeah, actually, I'm actually like at a pretty interesting life point in that, like my performance have just been slowly diminishing, 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 um, and PVs aren't as frequent as they were, um, and now um, having a eight day old um, baby girl, um, that um, and and getting minimal sleep, I can't see many PVs coming um, in in the, the near future. Um, and I'm actually really, um, yeah, from a runner that's been totally driven by performance and the love of trying to get better and that constant quest and challenge and yeah, I really liken my journey, like a, a surfer, just trying to chase that next big wave. And, and I, I've loved, loved that chase. Like it's, it's, um, yeah, filled, filled my life with a lot of meaning and, um, happiness and yeah, it's helped my esteem, self-esteem, confidence, um, given me a lot of meaning that chase um so it's been an interesting time um in recent times just trying to shift okay what does running mean to me it's funny because i actually like just totally love the sport and even just from a um a fan kind of point of view and a coach point of view i've loved sort of just um uh, putting more and more of my energy into coaching and um even just um, learning about types of training and um, maybe even just sort of um, yeah growing my knowledge of the sport like I, I it's feel I feel like um, rather than my actual personal performance uh, um, yeah I went for a run this morning and I just enjoyed going for a run with six people um, and having a chat and um, and getting out in the morning and doing some exercise and and that feeling of um, feeling like you've done something already for the day, you're sort of kind of satisfied that you've moved your legs and your heart's pumped a little bit. Um, so there's there's definitely like that feeling and that meaning of 
oh yeah, a bit of health benefits. Uh, I've caught up with a few people, had a chat. Um, uh, but yeah, it's become a bit more holistic, my, my meaning of the sport and, and why I, I get out for a run rather than just purely, all right, I want to get better at this thing um, myself. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting um, yeah, journey in recent times for me. Yeah. yeah, I've thought a lot about that myself. Yeah. Um, in terms of the mental shift from performance to running for running. Um, yeah, and initially I was like, oh, how am I going to, how am I going to, or when will I decide that that's when that happens as well? Cause it almost feels like a cop out, doesn't it? Like it's sort of like, oh, am I just giving up now? <laughs> yeah, I think it's where your um, value lies, right? Like, where you know, where do you want to be spending your time and your energy? And is there much meaning left in performance for you? Or, you know, is the value there and now for the for the cost? Yeah, you know, I think it's a, a and I say the same thing when when I'm talking to patients about you know health versus um performance you know in the sense that you know you got this event coming up for example and you know obviously what's the value in that to you know to compete in that for you and then we're dealing with this problem right now an injury of some sort and um you know there's obviously a risk involved inherently and and competing in the event or trying to continue to train for the event. So um, you have to draw a line in the sand at some point in terms of the value that you'll get out of doing that versus the cost that it may have on you. I think certainly when you have family, it's the cost of those relationships or time spent versus um, the performance and the value and meaning you get from that. So... Yeah, it's a fine balance. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. Like I, I remember um, chatting to um, uh, a coach. Uh, um, I forget who it was. Um, it would have been about six months ago, and they they said um, some of the best coaches um, he reckons um, coach an athlete for the long term and have that sort of sustainable approach, and. I reckon it's so, so true because I think as soon as you start exercising that way of thinking, um, you start to um, take a step back and, and go, all right, you know, is this really worth it? You know, um, I had someone last week, a patient I treated, and he's got iliotibial band syndrome. Um, he's drastically increased his mileage. Uh, he wants to do the Melbourne Marathon. He's never done one before. And... He's only done a couple of half marathons. He's been involved with running for two years and he's struggling to do um, 20Ks at the moment um, and he's limping the last 10Ks in a training run. And I was like, it's just not worth it. Um, uh, You're better off um, working on the reasons why um, your body hasn't tolerated the training load over the last three months and and you'll be better better for um, this build next time and um and then you know just do the 10k on the day you'll have a more enjoyable memorable experience um rather than having a a horrible 
horrible debut marathon where it's just not enjoyable at all. Um, but yeah, I like how you're sort of mentioning that. Um, I think you know once once you take a step back and you take that holistic view of running as well, and running's just a part of your life and it's not the whole part of your life. I think that's a really important um, vantage point um, to make really sensible decisions too. Um, because I think sometimes you get so caught up in, um, the reason, the, the event that you're training for, uh, for whatever, whatever reason that is. And, um, suddenly it becomes all consuming and, um, uh, but when you sort of take it from the vantage point of like, you know, that's just part of your life. And then, you know, you've got your kids or, or your family, um, and all these other hobbies that you pursue, um, um, alongside running, um, I think you're more likely to um, be um, taking a more sort of healthy approach um, uh, to it. Um, would you agree on that? Yeah, definitely. I think probably one thing I've learned in the last couple of years to define, like I've tried to define my running career more by who I am rather than what I've done, if you know what I mean, in the sense that um, I may not have so far achieved the times that I've wanted to achieve, particularly on the track, and then... Um, you know, I still think I can run faster in the marathon. Um, but, you know, this is one thing I've got sort of talked to Kerry Evans about. It's it's not about, you know, this is one of the conversations we had leading up to, uh, to Gold Coast debut, actually. It was about two weeks beforehand, and I said to him, you know, I'm quite worried about never having represented New Zealand um, and, you know, finishing my running career, having never, never represented New Zealand. And he's like, well, you know, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, I've dreamed of this my whole life and, um, you know, it would be awful if I didn't ever achieve it. And he was like, well, plenty of athletes go through their careers aiming to be, you know, in football, for example, you know, millions of kids want to be professional yeah. football players, but only a small percentage ever do it. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> so pretty much every boy who's eight or ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> so why do, you, why do you think you're any different? And, um, so it was one thing... You know, my approach leading to Gold Coast was that yeah, I had to be okay with never ever representing New Zealand to actually put myself in a position to represent New Zealand. Yeah. And, you know, having the fear of of failure was going to hold me back. So I had to be more open than that and be like, well, actually, I want to have my career defined by the type of runner I am, which, you know, you want to be the kind of guy that shows up to a race and run, runs courageously and strong and, you know, it's reliable and every race, you know, he runs, he runs hard. Yeah. That's, that's the type of runner I want to be. So it's yeah. not, and, and also have influence, you know, in a positive way, you know, you show up to the track and you want, you know, the young kids to look up to you and, and learn from you. And, yep. and that's not necessarily about how fast you run, that's about who you are. So, yeah. Um, yeah. that was the approach, certainly the approach I've taken in the last few years. So every race, you know, even this three Ks that I ran into a howling northerly at Napuna Y in 30 degree heat. So all right, well, you know, it's not great conditions, but I'm just still going to show up and, and put my best performance out there. And if I can do that every week while I'm a competitive runner, then that's all I ever want to be remembered for. Yeah, that's and so true. Right. In 30 years time, you want people to say, well, I remember that Caden Shields guy, every time he raced, he raced really hard and he was strong and he was consistent yeah. and yeah. courageous. And yeah. I think the same with, you know, my future child, would be nice for them to look up to me and be like, oh, in all facets of my life, that dad was courageous and was brave. And so 
so I think, you know, all those things carry across, doesn't matter what aspect of life, but um, I think removing the outcome and being more value-based, I think is, is far easier because then, you know, when it is coming up to, you know, a race and you're dealing with an injury and you're like, well, I'm not being courageous here or am, I, or am I being reckless with my health? And I think having courage at times means that you can step back and say, well, look, my body's not in a position to, to run this race. It's not smart for me to run this race. And that, that takes courage to sometimes pull back from your goals. So, yeah, it's a better way of framing it up, I think. Yeah. I love having you on this podcast. You're just a wealth of, <laughs> wealth of wisdom. <laughs> I agree. With, like, I'm the same. Like, I, I think sometimes when I'm getting a bit worked up and um, anxious before an event, I definitely feel like that um, the phrase oh, all you can do is your best has really helped calm me down and because it just simplifies it because suddenly it's not about whether I get the goal or the PB it's about whether I can look back even when it gets hard during the race I'm like well all, all you can do is your best just make sure that when you look back on this race you felt like you, you made every post a winner and, and you just tried your hardest out there and that that really does have a, a calming influence on me anyway um, uh, uh, because it, it's not it's not so much outcome based. It's definitely more um, yeah, sort of in the moment and how you you know conducted yourself and um, yeah, that's that's great, Caden. Um, um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say next. Um, oh yeah, it was, it was about um, when I did Two Bay's trail run um, a couple of years ago, and before that, everything had been about time for me and then I, I ran the trail run and when you run over hills and um the trail running community is there's a different vibe about it like everyone was so supportive everyone's just yelling and cheering everyone as you pass everyone along the trails and it's it's not suddenly it's not so much about performance but just about competing doing it being part of um something and that's when it, i actually i was that blind like it took till about two years ago that I realized that not everyone ran for performance. <laughs> um, and I realized that, you know, a lot of people there were running, um, uh, you know, for belonging, uh, community. Um, and they'll like a lot of runners had totally turned their lives around. Um, and they got a lot of confidence in themselves and, um, or they lost a lot of weight. Um, uh, and, and yeah, there was runners that ran for performance there as well, but it was definitely a different feel to it um, compared to track racing and road racing um, where numbers become so much of a focus at times. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I really, um, that broadened my um, uh, horizons of like, there's so many reasons why we can all run. Um, and I think, why is it so important that we understand why we run? Um, I, th I think it, it's so important because um, I see a lot of people, um, you know, they might be running injured or sore or, and, and, and choosing to run when they shouldn't be running because maybe they've got this charity event coming up in two weeks' time and, you know, they've invested so much money in it and, and everyone, you know, they, they, they've got to do it. Um, and I think unless like unless um the therapist that's treating them and unless the the person that unless they don't unless you don't know why you're running then um you don't understand completely why that person is choosing to run um and then once you understand 
um, the why and then sort of the context around it, you can better um, appreciate whether it's a smart decision or a, or a costly decision um, and, and smart long-term. Um, so I think it's a really important aspect to decision-making. Um, yeah, what, what have you sort of noticed, Caden, um, amongst the runners that you treat back home um, uh, along sort of, um, yeah, these various reasons why people run and, um, and the decision-making process? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten into more of a habit of asking people these days, you know, I think never assume. Yep. Um, and I think it opens up to like quite a nice genuine conversation you can have with people. Um, and again, it, it makes decision making easier for sure. Um, and, you know, I always think when, when I'm helping people with this decision, I often say, look, let's try and get as much information as we can about your problem so that we can then really make an informed choice about whether or not this is something that you want to proceed with and you know, are we putting you at further harm. And obviously my role as a healthcare professional is to make sure that you know, I'm giving you advice to make sure you don't put yourself at harm. That's my obligation. But then also sort of say, well, I understand where you're coming from as a runner. So I think I really try and understand, yeah, like you say, why people are wanting to do particular things and why they run. And then also really try and make sure that they're informed about their problems so that they can make a really clear decision about about whether or not they proceed with their planned event or their training at that point in time. And then I, I think it's important to be quite, I try and be quite clever around how we can keep keep people running, you know. Um, obviously with bone stress and that type of thing, you can't, but um, with particular tendon injuries and joint pain and that type of thing, you can often find wee ways to keep people proceeding towards their goal um, and that's where I think, you know, having a training base, your knowledge in your training base really helps. Yep. So, you know, you get people running hill reps, for example, instead of doing track sessions, if they've got a bit of a sore tendon, so you're just deloading them in some way. Um, and so I think it's being creative in that way, but I do think it's really important to try and balance risk and reward. Yep. Um, and yeah, understanding why people run for sure is, is a big part of that. Uh, for a lot of reasons, you know, a lot of the time it's about general well-being as well, not just performance. Um, you know, people obviously get massive mental health benefits from running and I think that's really important. Um, and then often if they can't run, we'll just try and find other ways for them to get the same benefit, you know. And I think we're lucky in Christchurch with the access to nature, you know, like the hills are so close to the city and you can go for walks up them and people get you know, fairly similar um, benefits from that yeah yeah so it's just finding other ways to achieve achieve that same um sort of benefits while people can't run i was going to say exactly the same like if you can't run um knowing a runner's why is really good because then mm -hmm. you can go well you can achieve that same purpose that, that um you know um whether it's weight loss or you know you're trying to improve your cardiovascular health um through cross training or, or through other means um, that might be better for your injury at that point. Um, uh, or like you say, um, if it's stress relief or mental health, um, there are other ways um, as well that might, some of those ways might reverberate um, with the runner in front of you. Um, uh, once you get to know the person um, uh, to achieve achieve those same, same meanings that running has for that person. Um, uh, 
so yeah i think it's um i wanted to yeah that's why i wanted to go over it today um short and snappy podcast um i don't know if you've got anything else to add but um i think we've been pretty concise and and gone over everything that i sort of had in front of me that i wanted to go over um just the fact that um knowing your running why is really important in decision making because then um given the context that you're um, involved with, um, you can work out whether um, it's a, a smart smart reason to proceed um, or not um, uh, when you talk to, say, a health professional or, or um, someone else who's got your best interests at heart. Um, and uh, you can also work out whether um, you're, you're running, um, becoming a bit more, a bit too, um, uh, like you're losing that um, harmonious relationship with running as well and it's becoming a bit too um, bigger player in your life um, and running's controlling your decisions or um, and you need to run's controlling your decisions rather than um, uh, taking taking a step back and and going detaching your your um, getting go, going away from the outcomes a little bit and the race results and the need to do a certain, certain race or, or um, time, uh, detaching your ego and your identity a little bit away from the decision, um, being a little bit more flexible and taking that whole life, um, holistic life, long-term approach to decision-making as well is really important. Um, and I think sometimes we lose a little bit of sight of that and it's easy to talk about now. And sometimes when it comes to the actual situation where there's all these emotions involved, it's little bit harder um but um yeah I, i'm really happy with that chat i, I don't know if you got anything else to add ken a good summary yeah <laughs> yeah i think overall you know it's um it's just about health and well-being eh? and you know running does provide that for us and it's just making sure that um that balance is tipped isn't tipped too far um either way yeah yeah and like like we sort of said it's um provided um me and you with so much joy and um it's made us better humans um and and so like yeah definitely um you know having running as part of part of your life um is um a great great thing and um it's sort of like you said giving you a bit of and, and myself a bit of a roadmap um to navigate life and um uh, so it can be super positive and it's such a great sport in that way. And it's, so are many hobbies and many pursuits, um, mm. um, in, in life, but it's just not to be defined by, by it, um, completely. Um, and it's, and it's mm. just, just, um, something that you do, um, and to, to make sure that you sort of remain true to who you fundamentally are as well as a human. Mm. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Cool, mate. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, I'll probably um, reach out to you again um, to see if you're up for a chat. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. And good luck for, um, yeah, um, five weeks roughly um, time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby shields. Yeah, baby shields. <laughs> nice, buddy. Um, all right. Uh, I'll wrap it up there.